Hello, and welcome to RCM Chat by AGS Health. Join us as we dive into the most pressing challenges facing revenue cycle leaders today. You will hear from industry veterans as they discuss the revenue cycle, news, trends, and insights that can help you overcome your challenges and optimize your revenue cycle to keep cash flowing smoothly and your bottom line healthy. So sit back and let's rev up your revenue cycle. Hello and welcome to RCM Chat, the podcast brought to you by AGS Health. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney, and today we're talking about declining profit margins. I have two great guests I'm about to bring on to have this conversation. Lee Poland is Vice President, Coding Service Line for AGS Health, and Ashish Agarwal is Senior VP, Operations and Process Excellence for AGS Health. Thank you both for being with me today. Absolutely. It's a true pleasure, Michelle. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for hosting us. Looking forward to the discussion today. As am I. Before we do that, though, can we get a brief bio from both of you so people get a chance to learn a little bit more about who they are going to hear from in this conversation? Absolutely. So my name is Lee Poland, and I'm the VP of Coding Services at AGS Health. And I've had the pleasure of being with AGS for approximately 10 years and um, have worked closely with our coding, auditing, and education teams for AGS. I've been in the revenue cycle management space for about 25 years now and have worked for organizations like HCA, ISIS, and Stewart. Um, my true passion is definitely um, auditing and education and I have had the pleasure of um, working closely with AHIMA, APC and ACTUS um, providing education on a national as well as local level and writing for um, many other publications as well. But again, it's a pleasure being here today. And Ashish. So my name is Ashish Agarwal, Senior Vice President of Operations and Process Excellence at AGS Health. Uh, overall, I have 27 years of global delivery experience across diversified domains and have expertise in strategic guidance and business process management. Uh, covering global markets. In my current role, I'm leading operations process excellence uh, for uh, AGS Health for about eight years or so now. Uh, prior to joining AGS Health, I was with R1 RCM as Director of Process Excellence for their India operations. In terms of education, I'm MBA and have also completed postgraduate diploma in business analytics and business intelligence. I'm a certified project management professional and certified Six Sigma Master Black Belt. Uh, in my prior roles, I have led team of multiple Six Sigma Black Belts to deliver uh, phenomenal performances and sustainable business growth through completion of uh, multiple process improvement projects. So clearly we know that we have two great guests <laughs> who are going to have a lot of knowledge to bring to this topic at hand today. So let's start off with this. Declining profit margins, not a new challenge for hospitals, but the last few years have been especially difficult. What do you think is causing the decline in profit margins today? Um, one of the things that we hear from our clients and also just in the industry in general it's just the increase in labor cost. Um, and going into this particular podcast, I was doing some research on the coders' um, salary increase and just looking at that particular number. And over just one year's time, um, AAPC is quoting that they saw a 17% increase in just the coder salary. Um, so just that number alone, you know, causes, you know, issues with that profit margin. 
We also see issues with workforce shortages. Um, we see many report out on just, you know, having issues finding staff for their particular organization. And also, you know, just inflation. I think we're all seeing the effects of that, not only on a um, employee level, but just on a personal level um, too. And I think all three of those things play a big role in um, why it's so hard to meet or we're seeing those declining profit margins across the board. I don't know, Ashish, if you have things to add to that, but those are just some of the thoughts I had. What you said is exactly right, Lee. Uh, we all understand, right, that uh, U.S. hospitals are operating with negative margins. Uh, I was going through the latest report from Kaufman Hall, uh, which says that hospital operating margins fell to minus 1% in January 2023. And all the trend line shows that hospitals will be in a tough spot financially uh, for the foreseeable future. The reasons you talked about few, Lee, just to add few more, we are seeing that healthcare costs overall are also increasing, right? Uh, they are, the costs are increasing much higher than the inflation rate which is prevailing in US market now, which means that hospitals are spending more on supplies, equipment, and personnel. Another few things, recently there is a trend that insurance companies, they are reducing reimbursements, which further decrease the hospital revenues, right? And one, another reason which I would like to add that there is, Population is aging, right? Demographics of US, uh, we know that there is an aging population, which means there is a higher demand for healthcare services. Uh, like in areas such as chronic disease management, rehab, long-term care, and government payers, right? Medicare and Medicaid rates, they have not kept pace with these increasing costs, right? Because of this aging population. So these are some of the other factors which are adding uh, pressure to hospitals' top lines. I agree, Ashish. And even um, to, to add on to that, um, I was reading a report from the American Hospital Association, and it came out in August 2022. And they say many of those patients that had chronic diseases, especially during the pandemic, you know, delayed care, delayed treatment. And now they're seeing those patients coming in with a acuity of that particular condition because, you know, they didn't receive those treatments during during the pandemic. And so you are seeing that higher acuity, that greater burden on your staff and seeing those sicker patients that longer length of stay. Um, and that puts a definite burden upon the hospital. Um, you know, some of the numbers state the average length of stay has increased, you know, from July and June from 2% to 3%, um, 3.4% increase that we saw um, during those months um, with the length of stay. So again, um, just putting that additional burden on the hospital. Yeah, clearly we know there are some issues and some challenges to deal with, but the good news is we do have some solutions. So let's talk about some of those solutions. What are things that can be done to mitigate declining profit margins? And I'll let Ashish go first with this one since I took the first the question first last time. But um, I would love to hear his thoughts on how to prevent some of those issues. Surely, absolutely. So we 
we just talked about right there are multiple combination of factors which are impacting revenues and hospital margins so which means there have to be multiple solutions as well right uh, few things which i would like to talk about uh, health systems they will have to invest in technology right that is that is for sure one way to reduce overall costs which means uh, ags health we acquired uh, this this great tool right ezdi computer assisted coding uh, that helps health systems that helps our clients to improve productivity and quality that is one of the ways for for hospitals to reduce costs there are other technologies right talking about artificial intelligence robotic surgeries digital health solutions all this is all these solutions would help health systems to improve efficiency reduce costs and also to improve patient outcomes there is a there is an increasing trend towards moving to value based care models right so hospitals will have to uh, increase their pace adoption pace towards value based care models uh, that will that will help them to improve efficiencies and reduce costs few other things which can be uh, leveraged by hospitals health systems to to increase revenue or to improve efficiencies and effectiveness of overall processes right things like reducing the dnfc days what can be done to reduce dnfp days ags health uh, through its uh, best of the processes has helped uh, health systems to reduce DNF dnfc days right optimizing on case mix index improving coding quality right that we all know will help uh to to reduce leakages then uh working overall processes improving overall processes to reduce denials right that is one way uh for one of our customers we were able to reduce denials by up to 30% leveraging our data analytics and ai platform that is another way for hospitals to improve revenue and hence improve margins of course then uh health systems can use adopt latest technologies and processes to improve clinical efficiencies and other ways to contain costs so, so these are some of the measures through which hospitals can can improve their bottom lines absolutely and I, i echo ashish's um comments on technology um you know look at what technology is available as ashish was mentioning we do have products available not only for cac but as well as some of the auditing tools um some of the cdi tools as well that can help you be more efficient and more productive and higher quality in those particular areas so i strongly encourage you to um you know research those technology options um during the pandemic um we were stretched to um really think about what could be what um employee groups what um you know functions could be remote and traditionally we've always done coding and transcription remotely and those have been options to outsource but now more than ever we see that um people are considering outsourcing other pieces of the revenue cycle uh, management space such as CDI and even here recently we've um had some um some clients contact us about um outsourcing things like um faxing for um release of information and indexing um the abstracting process for your medical records and so it's you know before covid again many times those pieces were kept in house 
but now we're seeing that we're getting a little bit more um, open to the idea of that those pieces being remote and thus opening up the option for outsourcing. I also cannot echo um, Ashish's comments on coding audits and compliance, making sure your coding is accurate, making sure you're not leaving um, any money on the table in regards to coding and reimbursement, um, making sure your documentation is robust is key, and making sure you have some type of compliance audits in place um, to make sure you're not vulnerable to any um, external audits. And, and again, just making sure your, your coding is accurate. We want accurate reimbursement, not overcoding, not overcoding, but, but accurate. And those are some of the key things that I think about when you look at, um, you know, mitigating those risks um, for the declining profit margins. So as you both pointed out, there are many ways to tackle this challenge. Ashish, you mentioned, you know, a variety of issues, a variety of solutions. So let's talk about putting some of these into play. If you were running a hospital, what would be some of the first tactics you would try to fix this problem quickly? That's a good question, Michelle. So obviously, our solutions have to be towards increasing revenue and reducing costs, right? As we have been talking about. So both the tracks we will, I will be adopting if I have, uh, if I am running a hospital. So first one, increasing revenue through implementation of technology and implementing a very good, strong revenue integrity program, right? Which will help uh, hospital to reduce errors. Uh, in by ensuring compliance with regulations, improving our overall billing, coding practices, right? Decreasing DNFC days, optimizing on case mix indexing. So those would be the those would be some of the measures to improve revenue, and then to reduce costs, uh, offshoring, adoption of CAC technology, offshoring the revenue cycle management. If it's not happening, we all know there are RCM experts, there are companies. Uh, which 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 are which are specialists for RCM. So leveraging their capabilities, leveraging their strengths to reduce costs. Uh, apart from other factors to reduce costs, like uh, uh, reducing errors, uh, reducing denials. So those those are some of the measures which I would be adopting to to improve the bottom lines. Absolutely agree. If it was me, I would definitely be. I'm looking at those technology solutions. I think there's a lot of fear about technology and the fear of that it has that potential to, to, you know, eliminate jobs. But what that technology has the ability to do is um, for those, you know, jobs where technology is impacting their quality and their production, it opens up those team members to do more advanced functions within their um, within their space. So don't fear technology. It's a tool. It's a wonderful tool. And if used effectively, it really can impact those production and quality numbers. So absolutely um, look at those vendor solutions for technology. Also do a vendor review um, concerning outsourcing. It might not make sense for you to outsource offshore, um, look at domestic options, but look to see what's out there and what makes sense for you um, to make sure that um, you're looking at the cost saving solutions. But also, you know, as we hear, many, many um, team members are just struggling with 
finding resources. So how to fill in those gaps of where you might be short of coders um, or short of release of information or short of D, um, CDI. Um, so definitely evaluating those solutions and don't wait until it's just an extreme pain point. Start preparing ahead of time. Um, you know, so you can have that that research and be able to, you know, make that knowledgeable um, decision about what to, to go forward with. So we're hearing a lot about these solutions and ideas, but let me ask you this because it really comes down to the bottom line and an important part of what AGS does, you know, kind of going in and evaluating where are the biggest needs when it comes to declining revenue and profit margins. So with that in mind, can you maybe give us any examples of how some of these tactics have worked? Well, the one I was um, thinking about is I know each and every client's different and each and every client has different pain points. Um, one of the ones that we have worked with closely over the last several years is they had challenges with coding denials. And not only did they not have the staff in which to work those denials, which is a huge pain point, but they also did not have the technology in the background to help with some of the analytics to determine where are they, they seeing those top you know, denials. And then um, in turn, just analyzing those you know, denials, understanding their statistics and looking at ways in which maybe they can eliminate those denials on the front end. And so by working very closely with that particular client, looking at um, historical data, looking at current data as well, we were able to analyze that and determine, okay, if we work together, we put in these front-end edits on the front-end, 200-plus edits, working very closely, um, we can help in turn prevent these denials on the back end. And by working with that um, particular client, looking at their documentation, providing education to their providers, providing education to their uh, revenue cycle staff, we were able to reduce those denials by 88%. And thus, in turn, you know, prevented over, um, we were able to collect $13.2 million in revenue loss and prevented that over a two-year time period. Um, and that's just one of the examples. I mean, again, um, each and every client's different, but to me, that is a success story of not only, you know, partnering with the client and really working together to come up with a solution that's effective for them and is in bringing in that additional revenue. Um, I'm not sure if Ashish wants to add to that because I know um, he works very closely with that team, but also if he has some other um, solutions that he's thinking about as well. That was great, Lee. Absolutely. There are many other examples, Michelle, uh, wherein we have helped our customers to, to improve their revenues, right? So, uh, I would like to talk about a few of them. For one of our large customers, uh, we implemented our AGS AI platform, uh, CAC and CAC, to help them to eliminate coding backlogs and improved coder efficiencies and accuracy. Uh, so using the NLP, uh, natural language processing, and auto suggestions, we improved overall quality, which helped to optimize on the case mix index by 4.9%. If we talk about in terms of uh, value, this comes out to be more than $1 million just by this thing alone, by implementing our CAC and uh, our uh, AI platform, we were able to achieve that. There have been other examples wherein we have 
we have helped our customers through our uh, data analytics to to reduce their dnfc to the extent of 50% we have helped our customers to reduce their dnfc cost by 50% again uh, our analytics team our efficiencies which we gain throughout the uh, which we are able to generate through our processes helped us to achieve that there have been examples where wherein we have been able to reduce the rejections or denials by close to 30% as i said earlier uh, for some of our customers obviously helping them to to improve to get to get their cash faster for one large client based out of new york we were able to help them to reduce their denials by 80% more than 80% actually uh, by implementing by leveraging our knowledge base and expertise along with our quality measures you know the proof is in the pudding so clearly <laughs> these results are working for for the clients our organizations that you kind of mentioned uh, in the examples here let me ask you this we've covered a lot of territory but any final thoughts here as we're wrapping up we would just you know for me it's exciting to see where healthcare is going it's exciting to see the changes um, in the revenue cycle management space, um, the technology, the code sets, the remote workforce um, now more than ever. Um, we would love to partner with you and try to understand your needs and work together with you to help mitigate some of those costs and help to mitigate some of those declining profit margins. Um, we understand your pain. Um, we've been there in that space on the HIM director side or the revenue cycle management side. And we would love to, again, partner with you. You have hit the nail on its head, Lee. I, I would agree with you 100%. Uh, message to health systems and hospitals uh, is that help is available, right? That, okay, we need of the art, declining margins in hospitals, that is a reality. And need of the R is to to leverage the expertise, to leverage RCM companies, uh, which have tons of experience uh, working across multiple different health systems and multiple different care settings. So RCM companies can provide that expertise, which can help you to, to mitigate some of these challenges in terms of uh, profitability and revenues. Lee Poland, Vice President, Coding Service Line, and Ashish Agarwal, Senior VP, Operations and Process Excellence. I want to thank both of you for joining me today. Great conversation, a lot of information. And if people have additional questions, where can they find out more information? Um, they can contact our um, marketing department. They can go to our website. There's a link um, to reach us. Um, and we would love to, you know, begin that conversation. So I highly encourage to go to agshealth.com. Um, to find out more and to reach out to our marketing team. One stop solution, www.agshealth.com. Thank you so much, both of you, for being with me today. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Michelle. Absolutely. Enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to the RCM Chat, a podcast brought to you by AGS Health. And be sure to go to agshealth.com for more information on this topic, as well as a lot of others. And you can, of course, check out the podcast episodes there as well. I'm your host, Michelle Don Mooney. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope to see you soon. Bye.